0: okay good morning boker tov to all welcome it's so good to have you and to be together to learn uh, to continue to learn virtually through this great gift that we have called technology i want to thank our sponsors for this year's 10 minutes of meaning our good friends lenny and Khani grunstein who we hope are doing well safe and healthy up north in memory of Khani's father mr aaron tambor aaron ben yitzchak whose neshama should have an aliyah we have been studying we've been learning formula for how to live our best lives yet, how to try to achieve the greatest perfection, how to try to contribute the most we can to life. The theme, the thesis of the Sefer is that life, the purpose of life is not how much we can extract, it's not how much we can take, it's not about what are our rights and entitlements, but rather it's about what are our duties and obligations, what are our responsibilities, what can we give to the world, how can we make it a better place? We began with Zahirus mindfulness, cautiousness, conscientiousness, to be present in every thought, action, and speech. Of course, if you want to go to sleep at night and have had your best day yet, if you want to not have created friction or tension with the people around you, then and if you want to achieve your dreams, then you have to be thoughtful and mindful, you have to be present in everything that we do. The second step was Zerizas, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm, not only to set and identify goals but to make resolutions how to achieve them, to pursue them with a great sense of energy, with a great sense of enthusiasm. And then we've been studying Nicaeus. Nicaeus is how can we purge from our repertoire that which doesn't belong? Not only how can we overcome obstacles, not only how can we overcome uh, temptation, but how can we remove from our entire essence and from our entire being, how can we not even be tempted To begin with, how can we avoid even having to struggle with temptation? So we're on the bottom, we're on Yud Aleph, the 11th chapter in the and the Ramchal has been basing himself on a comment of Chazal. Our rabbis say, The Gemara says that there are three things that everybody struggles with. They are universal challenges. Everybody. If you have a heartbeat, if you have air in your lungs, if you are alive and well, then you're struggling with these three things. Number one, rubam begezel. Most people will end up stealing every day. And that's what the Ramchal has been elaborating on. What do you mean stealing every day? Who breaks into another home? Who steals someone else's wallet? He's been developing. Not stealing in that sense, but stealing someone's time, stealing someone's trust, stealing someone's secrets or confidence, stealing uh, by misreporting or by exaggerating. There's so many ways that we steal even unintentionally that we would never steal explicitly but we're stealing in these much more subtle ways. Most people every day struggle with lewdness, licentiousness, promiscuity, looking at, saying profane things, having profane thoughts. And lastly, everybody struggles with gossip, whether again it is explicit gossip, really saying something juicy, or avak lashanhara which is a modified version of Lashon Hara. It means sometimes we violate Lashon Hara not by explicitly elaborating about somebody, but we violate Lashon Hara by um, hinting or alluding or eliciting from others to speak negatively. So Ramchal is finishing up the section of Rubam Begeza that most people uh, have challenged, to be honest, to have integrity, to be trustworthy. Just like the desire for money is great, so too are the obstacles that it puts in our way. Why are these three things almost universal challenges for people every day? Because these are three things that really, our drive uh, leads us there, our temptation brings us there. Most people love money, they have a drive for money. Money equals fame, money equals power, money equals pleasure, money equals notoriety, money equals joy. For most people think money equals, mistakenly, happiness. So therefore that drive for money person who has mana roots Masai, and Masayim, someone who has a hundred wants two hundred, there is an insatiable appetite for money. Well, maybe in some ways that's a good thing. Because self-preservation, it causes us to have ambition and aspiration. It gives us drive. You know, it's terrible when you meet people and they have no drive at all. Somebody who doesn't seek to accomplish in life Someone who doesn't want to make their mark in life from have a contribution and make a difference in this world. So on the one hand, drive is very healthy. Aspiration is very important. But on the other, that drive for Mammon, the Chemdaz Mammon rabba brings machshelos of Rabbim. It brings a lot of pitfalls, a lot of downfall. It clouds our judgment and our perspective. It challenges the authenticity of the relationships that we have and the motivation behind them. And it causes us to question. It causes us to be uh, driven and distracted by that incredible desire and drive for money. So says the In order for a person to truly have integrity and honesty, it requires Ian A person has to probe deeply. Deeply, you have to have great thoroughness, great analysis. Great presence of mind. Not just talking about when you're reporting your, your taxes, though you have another month this year. Not just talking about reporting income or reporting taxes, but it means in how we market our product or our services, our sales pitch. It means everything having to do with money. A person has to stop, evaluate, question themselves, ask again and again. Vimnika, mimenu yeida madrega and if a person purges, you will regard yourself as having achieved this a very lofty level. And many are able to become pious by way of the numerous branches of piety. But When it comes to so many avenues of piety, there are people who've conquered that Yitzhara when it comes to gossip, when it comes to food, when it comes to staying up late, when it comes to laziness and procrastination, when it comes to anger and arrogance, there are people who are able to conquer that drive, so much so that it's no longer within them, they no longer struggle with it. Yet, when it comes to the drive for money, it remains. Money continues to cloud judgment because money is this universal need, this universal drive. It's so difficult to overcome. This is the Pasuk in Iov when from Naama said to Iov, that if you have a transgression in your hand, remove it. And don't allow mistakes, iniquity, sin to dwell in your tents. They lift your countenance unblemished, and you'll be strengthened and have no need to fear. Try to keep our personality, try to keep our character unblemished just like clothing can be stained and needs to go to the dry cleaner before you can wear it again, so too our Neshama that Hashem gave us to God gave us a pure soul, and in order for us to return to Him, most authentically, we have to retain its purity, restore its sense of purity, send it to the spiritual dry cleaner. So that's what he told Eov. He said, be careful with your behavior, with your desire, your temptation, the choices that you make, who you are, and how you identify yourself, because you need to purge the negative character traits, the mistakes, the poor judgment, the indiscretions, so that you can attach yourself to a Baruch Hu, who is the source of purity. So says Ramchal. until now I've described some of the details of the mitzvah. He says, just like I elaborated, just like we went into depth, when it comes to the many different ways that one can... Um, Give in to Ruban Begezel, the many ways that you can make long-distance calls, use the copy machine beyond what you're supposed to, round up for billing instead of being accurate, misreport your taxes, tell someone you'll be there a certain time and come late, make a promise that you don't follow through, violate someone's confidence who trusted you, oversell and underdeliver. deliver There are a million and one ways that Ramchal, examples he's given us of dishonesty in our personal interactions with others. And just like there are so many... Expressions, so many applications of this principle in real life when it comes to this one mitzvah of Gezel, of being honest, so too when it comes to all the mitzvahs that we have. However, I'm only mentioning those that most people violate. 613 mitzvahs. We can elaborate and extrapolate and expand on all of them to this degree, says the Ramchal. I'm just sticking with the top three that people violate every day. And the first was this question of honesty. Interesting it came first. Would you put it first? Or would you have put something else first that most people struggle with? Well, he moves over to the second. Now let's talk about Arias. Again, Arias in the Torah, Parshas Achreimos, the Arias, the section of promiscuity in the Torah, is speaking about... um, relationships that I hope and think none of us would ever consider. Namely, um, God forbid violating boundaries of intimacy with one's own family members, uh, bestiality, areas uh, that are an abomination, areas of Arias, of promiscuity. That's not necessarily what he's talking about, that most people or many people uh, violate arayas. <speaking in Hebrew> they too are among the strongest drive. Sigmund Freud, a Yid, had it right. That man's drive, and men and women may be different this way, but man, generically, human beings, have a tremendous sense of uh, sexual drive and sexual appetite. We know it's what makes the world go round, it's the way many make their decisions. It's in fact how the marketing industry makes its money and appeals to that part of the human being. So, therefore, this is hachamudim. This is one of the greatest drives a person has, second only to Gezel. So people crave money and they're willing to cut corners and they're willing to bend the rules and they're willing to compromise their character for money. And then there's the drive for promiscuity. So people want to look at or say or see or think or go or even worse. And their drive is incredible. And that's what our Rabbi says. If you want to overcome this drive within you, you don't want to be surfing the internet for things you shouldn't be looking at. You don't want thoughts that are going to get you in trouble. You don't want to act inappropriately, violate boundaries of appropriateness. Then the work is not small. There's an enormous effort, an enormous amount of work that has to be extended. You see, this violation of our eyes promiscuity is not only violated if somebody has an extramarital affair. That boundary is not only crossed if you do something which is egregious, which is heinous or explicit. Anything that draws us closer, anything that increases that appetite, anything which makes us more likely. The Pasuk says, not only can we not cross the boundary, Don't come close to it. You know, I always uh, give the example. Stop signs are not placed exactly on the intersection. A stop sign is not exactly on the corner because people pull up to that stop sign, they roll through it a little bit. If the stop sign were exactly on the corner and you rolled through it, you'd have a head-on collision. You'd have a disaster. The stop sign is always a little before the intersection with the idea that if the person rolls through the stop sign, they still are not yet in lethal or terminal danger. Well, so too the Torah puts the stop sign not at the intersection. The Torah and Chazal put it a little bit before, not because they want us to roll through it. We have to honor it. We have to observe it, just like we do the intersection. But because they want to protect and secure us. So here too, the Torah says, "Lo sikrevu legalos erva." Lo sikrevu. Not just can we not cross that line. Not only can we not enter the the dangerous intersection, but we have boundaries of appropriateness. We have laws of yichud, don't find yourself alone. If you're alone with someone you're attracted to, even if you're not attracted to, of the opposite sex, you're absolutely alone and secluded in a private place, and the yitzhar, the internal drive grows, you're done, you're finished. That decision was made, you crossed that line when you allowed yourself to be alone. Once you were in that situation, once you were in that environment, it was already too late. So lo sikravu, don't even come close, says the Torah. Because the person is going to say, you know, I'm not a lot have intimate relations with the, with the person, but I could hold her hand, I can embrace her, give her a hug, I can give her a kiss, says the Ramchal, quoting the Medrash shmos Rabbah, the Einli Avon. Well, the intersection is actual intimacy. But what if I just, I'll do everything but, I'll do everything up to it. We know, we know many brilliant, genius, charismatic, accomplished, famous leaders, powerful people who thought similar thoughts, and they ended up compromising, sabotaging their own lives and their own success, because this drive is so strong, this area of life is so challenging and difficult, that we can't even come close. Once you allow yourself to come close, you've already violated, you've already fallen off the cliff, you're already in the middle of the intersection. In many ways, it's too late. So, again, is giving us the power, he's empowering us. He's telling us, you want to live your best life, you want to achieve your maximum potential, then be mindful and conscientious, Pursue with Zerizus, with relentless energy, enthusiasm, alacrity, and achieve Nikias. The areas that challenge us, don't struggle with them daily. Find the capacity to purge them, remove them, overcome them, eliminate them. And that will lead us on the path to having our best days and our best lives. Yet, thank you so much. We'll continue, please God, with 10 minutes of meaning following Pesach. Have a great day. We begin living with Amuna in 15 minutes, 845. Living with emuna.